quick note about episode order. This last handful of episodes in Season 2 presented a real problem. Since the original airing order is kind of screwy, I've been working off a fan-created list entitled Correct Chronological Order. But there are serious flaws with that list, too, it turns out. So I'm creating my own list. I'm off the map now, kids. Anything's possible. By which I mean the next eight episodes will be presented in an order that actually makes sense. Because that's just the kind of crazy rebel I am. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I said that Alpha Trion being Optimus Prime's creator was supposed to be a secret? Yeah, this is the episode where we actually find that out. So, uh, spoiler alert, I guess. We pick up pretty much where the last episode left off, with the Aerialbots bitching about having to defend humans. I think that's probably why they're my favorite Autobot team, because they think Optimus Prime is kind of a crummy leader, and don't see the point in keeping worthless humans alive. And as I'm sure you know by now, this is exactly how I think a Transformer should feel. But this is the job they signed up for, so they fight with the Decepticon jets. And really, this was the whole point of creating the Aerialbots, wasn't it? I mean, Menasaur vs. Superion was cool and all, but now that both sides have jets, what we really want to see are kick-ass dogfights. And since my man David Wise wrote this one, we end up getting exactly what we want. So, their mission accomplished, the Aerialbots return home. Boy, did you see how fast that Starscream took off? Man, those guys are incredible! You talk about those Decepticons as if you admire them, Slingshot. They're well-built, resourceful, and they're superior to humans in just about every way. Naturally, nobody wants to hear their radical political views, so the old-timers start in about how the Decepticons are evil. Which is the easiest way to make any ideology attractive to someone by insisting it has absolutely no good points whatsoever. Because real life doesn't work like that, you know? Except those Republicans. Man, are they evil! Teletran interrupts the debate with a vague alert about energy readings from Cybertron. It's a giant metal planet that's home to a race of sentient robots, and there's energy there. I'm unclear as to how this is relevant, but Optimus Prime decides that it's time to rush back there again, by way of Omega Supreme, whom we only just last week learned will explode if you make him fly to Cybertron and back, but energy readings, time to roll out, idiot. Back at Decepticon HQ, Megatron yells at his three jets for allowing themselves to be beaten by five jets. Why he didn't send Dirge, Ramjet, and, you know, Thrust with them remains unclear. Three guys are expected to beat five guys. If you fail, you're addressed with a stern, You fools! Them's the rules. Oh, and shocking to absolutely nobody, the energy readings on Cybertron are part of some elaborate plan of Megatron's. But now we know. And knowing is... important. Here's his brilliant plan. What is this chronosphere, Megatron? A time machine. I plan to use it to travel to the past, to steal energy from the era before the war when Cybertron had plenty of power. Uh, stealing energy from the past. That, um, hmm. That seems like it might, I don't know, affect something somewhere. Or not. Whatever. Anyway, Megatron's decided that the time machine would be better served as a way to get rid of the aerial bots. Which is almost kinda sensible, I suppose, though needlessly elaborate. Megatron is nothing if not consistent. So the Autobots show up and inevitably they're drawn into another fight with Starscream, Thundercracker, and Thundercracker 2. But this time, instead of kicking their asses, they call a timeout and ask if they can join their cool club. See, what did I tell ya? You tell your rebellious teenage kid to stay out of the liquor cabinet and guess where he immediately heads for once you leave him home alone. Slingshot actually, quite logically, asks Starscream why the Autobots think they're evil. Which, to my way of thinking, illustrates a mind open to new ideas and not just narrowly confined to a stiflingly dogmatic philosophy. <laughs> and people say I take this show too seriously. So Starscream plays along and leads them into Megatron's time trap. Which, on the one hand, should be a clear illustration that the Decepticons are evil and not to be trusted. But this is Starscream we're talking about. 
He'd have done the same thing to these guys if they were Decepticons. You know he would. Megatron sets the chronosphere for the beginning of time, but Prime and the rest bust in before they can go too far back and blow the thing up. Which could possibly just kill them right away for all Prime knew, but really, did you expect any less? Fortunately, it doesn't kill them, it just dumps them 9 million years into Cybertron's past. And I'm sure you can imagine that nothing at all relevant happened 9 million years ago, so they can just wait it out patiently till their friends find a way to bring them home. They end up meeting this guy, Orion Pax, who couldn't possibly be anyone important. I mean, really, what are the odds that they just randomly travel to a time and place that pertain to them in any way at all? Almost zero, right? Well, almost. Orion, his friend Dion, and his girlfriend Ariel are marveling over some new kind of robot that can fly. Now really, if we hadn't seen the Autobots flying under their own power about 56,000 times before, I'd buy this. It sort of emphasizes why they needed the Ariel bots. But sorry. Way too much flying going on over the last year and a half to sell me that particular premise. So yeah, if you couldn't tell, I was being a little sarcastic earlier. I know, I'm shocked too. I blame violent video games. Anyway, yeah, we're at a really important point in Cybertron's history. The dawn of the war. Hey, I just got the title. Megatron invades Orion's warehouse to steal the energy, fucking him and Ariel up pretty bad. Oh, and during the fight, Orion flies right up into the air to attack. God damn it. Meanwhile, back in the present, Megatron and his guys find an old Guardian robot. Yeah, they sure used to give us a pounding back in the old days. Jesus, Skywarp always sounded like Johnny Cash? I think I'd have noticed something like that before. Back in the past, the Aerialbots, now convinced that Megatron is evil, dragged the nearly dead bodies of Orion and his friends around Cybertron looking for help. They happen upon a younger version of Alpha Trion. You can tell he's younger because he hasn't, um, grown his beard yet. Alpha Trion's initial reaction is, keep moving, I got too many guys to repair already. But within about 30 seconds, he's somehow committed to rebuilding Orion Pax completely. And hey, guess who they rebuilt him into? Go on, guess. That's right, we've just witnessed the birth of the worst leader in Autobot history. Well, as long as you don't count the time Grimlock was in charge in the comics, which I don't. So I guess the old Optimus Prime death clock starts now. As they leave Alpha Trion, he begins muttering something about rebuilding Ariel into Alita 1, which kind of makes her and Prime brother and sister now, doesn't it? Ew. More stuff happens after that, but it's exactly what you'd expect. Optimus faces Megatron for the first time and kicks his ass. Then the Aerobots blow up Megatron's Energon Hall, then return home, having learned their lessons about good and evil. But really, how evil could they be if the worst thing they did was try to kill Optimus Prime? Honestly. And now it's time to check in with more viewer mail. Duncan Bosco writes, Just to bug you, I came up with these two questions. You don't have to answer them. Do you own Transformers comics? What was the last movie you watched? How's your dog? At least I think you have a dog. Who's better, Ambush Bug or Deadpool? Huh? Oh, uh, sorry, that's like four questions. You see, the Decepticons are a swell bunch, and we have fun!